series on the prayer of faith and in uh, this particular section we're dealing with the points, the steps that we need to be taking when we pray the prayer of faith. And in today's teaching we want to look at three specific areas and that is uh, the difference between the prayer of faith and the prayer of hope, the fact that when we do receive from God that we have to give thanks, and then finally we want to uh, look at the area of praying outside of the express will of God. And so the first area we want to look at today is the fact that uh, we're not to pray hoping. So the prayer of faith, um, although it involves hope, it is not the prayer of hope. And we as believers need to learn to differentiate between the two. For there is such a thing as the prayer of hope and there is obviously such a thing as the prayer of faith. And a lot of Christians get mixed up between the two and when they do, um, they don't get the results and because they don't get the results, they become disillusioned in their prayer life. So we want to just examine uh, the, the, what the scripture says around that subject. The opening passage we'll look at today is in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. The scripture says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when we pray the prayer of faith, we do not pray hoping. Jesus never said to us, whatsoever things you ask when you pray uh, hoping you will receive. He said, whatsoever things you ask when you pray believing you will receive. And so, um, although hope is very necessary, um, we, in praying the prayer of faith, it is not the same as praying the prayer of hope because faith needs hope. The scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hopeful. And so without hope, faith has no substance. And so it's very important for us to, to first actually have hope before we can attach our faith to that hope. Um, and in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 12, the scripture says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. And so... Hope and desire are pretty much synonymous terms because the scripture says hope deferred and when the desire comes. And so it's in using the terms interchangeably. And that's really what hope is. Hope is actually um, our desires that we want to have uh, manifested in our lives, whatever it might be. We're hoping that this will take place. And so it's our desire that this will take place. And so that's really what hope is. It's, it's the desire that we have. And so what very often Christians do is they express their desires to God um, in the hope that He will answer their prayers. Now, we need to understand that God is obliged to answer the prayer of faith, but He is not obliged to answer the prayer of hope. Why? Because He's never said to us that whatever you ask hoping, you will receive. He has said to us, whatever you ask, believing, you will receive. And so he is obliged to answer the prayer of faith because he's given us his word on the subject. And we just need to uh, learn to differentiate between the two. How often have you heard Christians say, well, let's just hope and pray. Um, and that is all good and well. For the prayer of hope is scriptural and it is quite legitimate to pray in certain circumstances. So what would those circumstances be? Well, the circumstances where the prayer of hope is legitimate is where the express will of God is unknown. And so when the Christian doesn't know what God has to say on the subject, well then we will then pray the prayer of hope. 
because we can attach our faith to something that is outside of the written word of God or outside of the revealed will of God as revealed to us by the Spirit of God. And so when we don't know the express will of God, well then it is very scriptural for us as Christians to pray the prayer of hope. Um, but faith goes one step further. So um, the prayer of hope goes on this wise, Lord, my desire is that this would come to pass in my life. I don't know if it is your will, but I'd really appreciate it if you could bring that to pass in my life. The prayer of faith goes one step further than the prayer of hope, because what the prayer of faith does is the prayer of faith says, Lord, I'm fully assured that you will grant my petition to me because you have given me your word on the subject. And so it's not a case of, Lord, I hope you will answer my prayer. It's a case of, Lord, I thank you that you do answer my prayer because I'm praying according to your revealed will. And so that's the difference really between the prayer of faith and the prayer of hope. As I say, both are legitimate prayers. And where Christians get mixed up is they get the, the two prayers mixed up. And so they pray the prayer of hope, thinking they pray the prayer of faith. And when that prayer doesn't get answered, they will then they become disillusioned. You know, I asked God and He didn't answer me. Well, did you ask in faith? Because if you did, God would answer. Otherwise, God's a liar. And He's not a liar. So He did, because He did say to us, whatever you ask believing, you will receive. But He did not say to us, whatever you ask hoping, you will receive. So that's where a lot of Christians come unstuck. Because they think they're praying the prayer of faith, but in actual fact, they're praying a prayer of hope. Because it's their desire they're expressing to God. It is not the assurance that they're expressing to God. And faith is assured of that which is hoped for. And so we do need to understand the difference because, as I say, um, most Christians pray the prayer of hope thinking they pray in the prayer of faith. And, you know, as I say, God is not obliged to answer the prayer of hope. But the prayer of hope is scriptural. Let's look at a, a couple of accounts in, in the Bible uh, pertaining to the prayer of hope so that we can understand more clearly the difference between the two and not get confused by praying the prayer of hope in thinking we're praying the prayer of faith. The first scripture we'll look at is in Romans chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. The Apostle Paul writing, he says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son that without ceasing I may mention of you always in my prayers. So he's talking about what he prays for regarding the church of Rome. Now he tells us what he prays. Making requests, so he's, he's making his request known to God, if by some means, now at last, I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. And so very clearly in this passage of Scripture, Paul is saying, I would really like to come to the, go to the church. He's probably what he prays to God. Lord, I really want to go to the church of Rome. I want to minister there. But he doesn't have God's word on the subject. God has not given him. There's no scripture in the Bible that says to Paul, thou shalt go to Rome on such and such a day. So Paul can't come to God and say, God, you've said that I can go to Rome because you know, this passage of scripture gives it to me. So he has nothing like that. He also doesn't have any um, guidance from the Holy Spirit telling him that, Paul, I want you in Rome. 
If you look at the, the life of Paul, the ministry of Paul, he never went anywhere unless he was led by the Holy Spirit. That's how Paul governed his ministry, is that he sought the, the, the counsel of the Lord and he went where God told him to go. Now, the Lord had been silent on him going to the church of Rome. So he had no guidance from the Holy Spirit along this line. So he couldn't pray to the Father, Father, you've given me your word through the Spirit um, that I can go to Rome, and so I'm asking you to now bring that to pass. Not at all. He's get, he has no uh, firm foundation of faith that he can pray this particular prayer to God for. So what does he do? He says, Father, if... By some means, it's possible for me to go to Rome. I'd appreciate it if you can put it into your agenda. Um, and so it was very... So Paul is praying a prayer of hope. He's expressing his desire to God. And that's his hope, that he can go to, to Rome at some, some stage and preach the gospel there. But he can't claim it from God. He cannot um, pray a prayer of faith and claim that and say, Thank you, because God, you said it. I believe it and I receive that. He can't do that because God has said nothing about that. So he's expressing his desire to God on the issue. And so he's praying the prayer of hope, which is very scriptural in that instance. Because he does not know the express will of God in that situation. Now it turned out that obviously um, Rome was on God's agenda and God eventually did send Paul to Rome. But at the time that Paul was praying, he did not know that. And so he was praying the prayer of hope at the time. Look at another account uh, where Paul prays along the same way. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 7. He says, For I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. He is talking to the church at Corinth. So he's talking, he's saying, Lord, I'd like to come spend some time with you, but I don't want to do it now, but I hope to be able to stay with you for a while if the Lord permits. So again, his prayer to God is, God, I'd like to stay in the church at Corinth for a while and minister to them. Will you permit me to do that? Again, he's got no um, clear guidance from the Spirit of God about his agenda. And so he can't say, Lord, you've said to me I can go to Corinth, so I'm thanking you for that. No, because God's kept silent on the issue. There's no scriptural background that he can claim it. And so Paul is very scriptural in these instances in praying the prayer of hope. Why? Because he does not know the express will of God in the situation. And so we need to differentiate between the two because um, where God has made known his will on the situation, let's go to healing, for example. Um, it is the will of the Lord that his children walk in divine health. For the scripture says, by his stripes we were healed. Um, James 5.17 says, Is any among you sick? What if some among you are sick? Is any among you sick? So he's talking to all the Christians who are sick. Let him call for the elders of the church, and the prayer of faith shall heal him. I paraphrased it, but that's the, 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 the gist of that passage of Scripture. And so it is the will of the Lord to heal all of his children. And so for us to pray, um, God, to will you heal this person, my brother or sister in Christ, if it's your will. Now we've gone contrary to the express will of God because God has made known to us what His will is around this subject. And so we are fully entitled to pray the prayer of faith on this line. We can, we can believe, we receive it, and we can thank the Lord for it. 
because he's made his will known. And so for us to say, if it be your will, when he's, he's told us what his will is, well, then we're now just going into doubt, really. There's, that's not even the prayer of hope now, that's the prayer of doubt, because God said, I want you to be healed. And we say, Lord, if, it's willing, if you're willing, heal us. And he said, wait a minute, I did say I'm here, well, I'm willing. So that's contrary. But where we have nothing, we have no scripture, and we have no guidance from the Holy Spirit regarding what we're praying about, like Paul, where we want to go to our Rome and we want to go minister there. But there's no scripture I can base that on, and the Spirit of God has not spoken to me about that. Well then, I, it is very scriptural for me then to go, get on my knees and say, Father, I'd really like to go to Rome to minister there, and I'd uh, appreciate it if you can slot Rome into your schedule for my life. And if it be your will, let me go to Rome. Now that is scriptural, to say to God, if it be your will, because I don't know what his will is. And so I can now pray, very um, scripturally, if it be well. Now, God is not obliged to answer that prayer because, you know, I don't know what His will is and it might not be part of His will. And so I've said, Lord, if it be your will, and if it's not His will for my life, well, then obviously that prayer is not going to be answered because God's got other plans for my life. In Paul's case, with regards to Rome and Corinth, it was on God's will, His agenda, that He wanted Paul in Rome and in Corinth. And so God answered the prayer to the positive for Paul, but not because Paul had prayed by faith, but purely because that was the will of God for his life. So we do need to understand the difference between the two prayers, because as I say, most Christians stumble there. They pray the prayer of hope, thinking they're praying the prayer of faith, and don't receive the answer, and then they become disillusioned. Um, don't, you know, because... You need to understand what kind of prayer you're praying. So, you know, if you pray in the prayer of faith, well, that's going to be answered. If you pray in the prayer of hope, it might not be answered because you don't know what the will of God is. So that brings us to another point that we want to discuss in today's teaching. And that is that when we receive from God, we have to give thanks. It's just good manners. And so that's uh, the issue that we need to be um, addressing We've, we've, we've dealt with the fact that when we pray, we're to believe. I'm talking about the prayer of faith now, because don't forget this series is the prayer of faith. And so when we pray the prayer of faith, our Lord has taught us it is at that time that we are to believe that we receive the answer to our prayer. Before we see it manifest in the natural, we're to believe it in the Spirit. That's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what not seen. And so we receive it by faith. But there's one step further we should take when we receive by faith. And we'll pick it up now. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 24. Again, our Lord speaking on the subject of the prayer of faith. And he says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. So we really touched on this. That when we pray the prayer of faith, it is that at that moment that we believe that we receive from our Father. And he said, Jesus said, and you will have in future tense. In other words, it will be made manifest in the natural at a later stage. But in the Spirit, you receive it there and then. That's when you receive it from the Father. Now, what is a natural response when we receive anything from anyone? To say, thank you. And that's what we need to be doing as well by faith. 
we say thank you. We receive our answer to our prayer by faith, and we give thanks by faith. Why? Because it's just good manners to thank the one who has given you what you've requested of them. And so when God gives us our request by faith, by faith we thank Him for it, even though it has not yet been made manifest in the natural. And so we can pick up the, that principle in this passage of Scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. The Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, writing to the church, and he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so here, very clearly, the Holy Spirit is saying, when you make your request known to God, you have to thank Him for giving you the answer to your request. Just good manners. And so that's the principle that we put in place. Where when we pray the prayer, and it's purely the prayer of faith that we do this. Um, when we give thanksgiving to God for His goodness, for His blessings, well, that's just in general, and we, we thank God for all that He's done in our lives up until now that we can physically see, that we can't physically see, uh, His goodness, all of that we give thanks for. But when we pray the prayer of faith specifically, it is just just and right to give Him thanks at the same time. Why do we do that? Because we believe we receive. So now, if I believe that I received from the Father that which I prayed for, it is good uh, manners for me to say thank you to Him. And so that's why we link thanksgiving with the prayer of faith. It's not essential. It doesn't mean that if you don't give thanks, you're not going to receive. But it, as I say, it's just, you know, the scripture says, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to, unto God. And so it's just good manners to give the Father thanks for that which He has done for us. If you believe you received it. If you don't believe you received it, well then you can't give thanks for it, can you? And so the, the prayer of hope will not ever give thanks to, 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 to the Lord for that which they are praying for. Why? Because they don't believe that they received it. And so they can't thank the Lord for it. Um, you can say thank you, but you know, there's no, it doesn't make any sense to do that. And so, but what does make sense is if you truly believe that you have received your answer to your prayer, well then, the correct response is, thank you, Lord. And so we do give thanks at the same time. Let's look at a, a passage of uh, example in Scripture that just illustrates the thanksgiving part and also the point about believing that we receive even before we see it. It's so vital to understand because that's the prayer of faith. You have to believe that you have it before you can see it. And that's where Christians stumble. They pray the prayer of hope. They look, nothing's changed, and so that's it. They don't go any further. <clears throat> but the prayer of faith believes that they received. Doesn't look if it has anything changed. Not at all. Why? Because faith is the evidence of things not seen, or not yet seen, you could put it like that. And so that's such an important part of faith that we need to understand. Faith means you cannot see it. And so we must be careful to not put, take our eyes off of our faith and put it on what is seen. Because what is seen very often, most instances, is completely contrary to what we believe. And so that's why we are not to go down that road. 
Think about the centurion, our Lord says to him, because he came to Jesus to ask for his servant's healing. Our Lord says to him, go your way, your servant is healed. Now, when Jesus says that to the centurion, the centurion's servant is in another town. The centurion is standing before Jesus. The centurion doesn't know whether his servant is healed. Physically, he doesn't know that because he can't see it. But he believes. So what does he do? He, he gets up and he leaves. He doesn't say, well, I'll stay here. I'll send somebody to go check to see if he's healed. If he's healed, well, then I'm going to say thank you and I'm going to go. Um, he doesn't do that. He, he takes Jesus at his word. He gets up and he leaves. So he believes that what Jesus has said is true, has come to pass. He, he can't see anything physically. He gets halfway there, his servants meet him, they say, your servant that was healed. And so then he sees in the natural that which he's received in the spirit. Um, there's numerous accounts of when our Lord says to guys, you know, go your way. The, the woman that came to our Lord for her daughter's deliverance, he says, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. She doesn't say, all right, well, wait, I'm going to stand here and I'll send somebody to go check. And you know, if that's fine, well, that's great. If it's not fine, well, then you're going to have to do something else. No, she takes Jesus at his word. She gets up, she goes, and when she gets home, she finds out, she can see now that it actually did happen. But she believed when she could see nothing. And that's where the, uh, this faith issue comes in. The prayer of faith and also just faith.